Hello, everyone. Welcome to Walking with the Dead, an unofficial podcast about AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm Stephen Bueno. Cristian Cabrera. Cornel Montgomery. If you're new to Walking with the Dead, what we do is we talk about every week's current episode of The Walking Dead. So this time we're going to be talking about Season 6, Episode 14, Twice as Far. Um, most of this episode was really dedicated to side characters, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But there's some really good stuff that happened there and some pretty interesting concepts that we haven't really discussed before. Um, and one of the biggest things I want to talk about is Denise and her reasoning for going outside. Or even the reason behind why Eugene is out there. And basically the catalyst for this whole episode. Because as the episode starts off, you're kind of seeing them, you know, their day-to-day. Their day-to-day and what they kind of go about, how they're going about living now that obviously they've got, you know, they've got their walls, they've got their protection, they've got, now they have supplies from uh, from the hilltop. So they're not really having to worry about all too much. And they're kind of, I mean, let's face it, they, they, they've grown a little complacent with the exception of Morgan who's built a prison. Mm-hmm. Which... I mean, from from the very beginning, when you kind of see him weld the well, like last episode when you saw him weld something, you kind of got the feeling that oh yeah, Morgan's building a prison to um, you know, to give people a choice. Now, do you think that Morgan will put someone in the group in that prison? Mm, I don't think they're gonna get that far. Like I think things will go down, and then the prison won't even have a use. Mm, I don't think so either. It, it seems that there really isn't anything. To do that's why in the first five minutes it's the same routine they showed over and over again, and they're showing you it's pretty like it's pretty boring from that from that aspect. But at the same time, it's it seems that it the course has been ran already. Like uh, we're wrapping up what we're doing here in Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that? Do you think that at the end of the season we're we're gonna not gonna see Alexandria anymore? Like it'll be okay. We're gonna move on. Yeah, they have to. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, I, I kind of I definitely got that vibe from most of the episode where it's like. Uh, we're, we're, we've plateaued. There's really nothing else to do now. And, you know, throughout the episode, I think that's what's hitting every character in that, uh, well, what do we do now? Like, we're, we're just kind of living for the next day, but we're not trying to accomplish anything. And what's funny, though, is that you see, you see that a lot more through the side characters. So you see Eugene being like, okay, well, an evident problem is ammunition. So what do we do? We're, we're going to go out and we're going to make our own ammunition. Well, the thing about that, this episode is that, um, Eugene and Denise both have that same mindset that we're not doing anything. We're not just not doing anything, but we have to prove that we're tough, which totally fails in the end. But they 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 get their redemption. This is kind of what they're trying to go at is that they don't need the group to be able to do something. And then Denise was also trying to help out both um, Rosita and um, Daryl because of their little problems they're having together, not together as you know a group, but individually. Um, one of one of the things I liked most about this episode was just that small scene where Denise lets them know like what they mean individually to her. Because up until now, I don't think any other character, any of the supporting characters, have ever looked at you know the, the main cast and been like, "Hey, this is what you mean," or "This is how you make me feel." Because it's always been like we're we're in one thing together, or you're either scare me or I find you as a threat. But she genuinely like analyze these characters to an extent and she's she's telling them like especially daryl it's like you make me feel safe like you remind me of such and such and you make me feel safe which i think is a sentiment that a lot of the other you know the rest of the group uh, feels mm-hmm. but i don't think the sentiment that that character really hears all too much that and like what she says about rosita it's like look i know you're alone yeah that's 
is she really pushing the fact that these without these characters she probably wouldn't really exist i would say in that kind of aspect yeah because this them two just being there it reminds her of how her life used to be and without that that's pretty much what she was does anyone feel that that um apothecary was actually someplace that she would go to like something she would regularly that's something she knew about beforehand because i i got a whole feel um from the walking dead game season one um, how you get into a little liquor store, or convenience store, and it just so happens to be the character you are is family store. And I thought it was the same situation. She was looking at the pictures and looking through the thing, finds her brother, finds her brother's name in the little um, little tag thing. But then I was like, maybe not. You know, it's it's really it was just really hard to tell because it felt like for me that it was really familiar to her, but it could have just reminded her of family. So. You, you know, actually, I, I want to run with that a little bit in that, like, it could very well mean, okay, goodbye, old life. Like, and, and she even kind of talks about, like, how she, especially when she kills that walker, she kind of talks about uh, what that meant to her. And I think that character really wanted to experience that because, yeah, it might have been something that was familiar to her. And she kind of just wanted to say goodbye. Like, okay, this is not going to be, this is not going to be my life anymore. And I should stop clinging on to this. And I should be the next person because eugene even talks about that like the, the next level and and him not needing abraham so much which was the, one of the darkest things in the walking dead was seeing that uh whole hush 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 thing that was that oh was man pretty, that was tough yeah. dude yeah that was probably like one of the highlights of this episode too yeah because it definitely like I, I was surprised that they showed that Man. You know, you don't have to give it full gory details of what happened. You can just see, like, okay, there's a foot in the water or a shoe in the water, and there was a crib and many mm-hmm. pictures of a baby, and and I was just like, dang, they they went there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty pretty gnarly. And you know, that's that's part of the the sad reality that they live in that world that you know you don't necessarily see it at all times. Like you don't see stuff like that, but you got to kind of assume that that's something that happens regularly. You know, they might be they might be stuck in Alexander or they might be you know, safe in Alexandria and be able to like raise Judith and she, you know, she's relatively in a safe environment, but you do like, it, it makes you forget that these are the things that happen. And while they might not show too much in the show, I think with Denise seeing it, it's sort of like, no, this is something that when we go exploring, when we were scavenge, these are things we find. Mm-hmm. This is probably the first time when we actually see where I, well, it's what I actually see is an actual kind of reality that it comes to when it comes to post-apocalyptic stuff that's going on in this entire universe. You know, it's it's better to see it through the eyes of Denise. Yeah. She's the perfect character to show you that because mm-hmm. she's fresh, you know? She hasn't seen a lot of these things. She's not as desensitized as Rosita or Daryl would be. Because let's face it, like, they've been put in so many situations where it doesn't have that impact on them as much as it once did. Now, she, she hasn't been broken as how they were, essentially, because they were essentially thrown into the world and they had to survive. And that's when they actually had to break what made them themselves. She really hasn't. And she really can't anymore. And, you know, Eugene was very much the same way in that, okay, you're starting something new. Mm-hmm. Like, you're starting a different, like, way of being. And, you know, the hair was the most telling thing. Because the Eugene character, his hair has always been like, I'm using a disguise because of a certain reason. Like, my hair, my hair, essentially his hair represents his cowardice. And that that was the costume he wore to get other people to like not attack him or not take Look him at it this way, Steven. The mullet is business in the front, party in the back. He tied <laughs> back the party. He was all business. He was all, all business. business. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny to really look at it that way. 
But no, I, I definitely like, especially the Eugene character because it it allowed for a nice little interaction between Abraham and Eugene and just them in the scene. So for me, the episode, this episode has some of the best like some of the best dialogue that I've ever seen in the series because the the, the exchange between both of them and the over like overwhelming use of metaphors and stuff like that and then just like references to little things was. Great, not something you see too much in, in the it's series. Funny enough, it's the two characters that always use metaphors. Yeah. yeah, you know, you can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs. Not only that, I they, mean, I know it's not for The Walking Dead, but I think it's funny too that both of them in that one episode they both kind of had a, a dick measuring contest on that one. If you think about it as yeah. well, because that's when Eugene was pretty much stepping down, saying like, "I got this," but. Remember, Abraham has the more experience, so he knows how to deal with most of these. And I like how you're saying strike one, yeah, right? strike two. Yeah, and not only that, this one actually was covered in metal. So what would you have to do? He he already instantly said, "I attacked the head first. Well, you can't do that now. So what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. That's when Abraham had to jump in and said, "Let him save his ass." It makes you wonder how. Okay, how did that zombie not die, but how did it get in that situation? Like you're in a room, you're by yourself because there's nobody else in there, mm-hmm. and you manage to spill metal on your head. That could have been like, how he died. No, of course that's how he died. But I'm saying, like, how? It was Darth Rackie. Darth Rackie. But that's gold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. it's just, I was just, I don't know. I, I, that was the one thing I thought was just funny to me. But, um. <laughs> when you're looking at it, like. Yeah, like. Okay. <laughs> I like to think about how some of these characters, or some of the, the zombies died. And kind of like the one in the, um with the baby. Like, it was, that zombie was kind of, like, peeled off, like, melted. Like, mm-hmm. what happened to it? I don't know. It just, it just it's something that's always been uh, weird to me. But um, I did like that Eugene was very much able to step up to the plate at one point. I mean, yeah, he got captured in the end, but you know, he he tried. And and if you think about it, if they didn't take that shortcut in the beginning, or if they yeah, if they did didn't take the shortcut in the beginning and they went the way Rosita or the one way that Daryl wanted to go, and didn't take it back, what do you think would happen to Eugene with the other people? Because he he was with them. When he got captured, I, I think he probably might have been dead. If, or or taking him. Or do you taking, think he would have um, like succumbed to taking him to the town, or he would have manned up and just? I think he probably would have died. Like he probably would have. That would have been a great scene to see Eugene being like, "No, I'm not the coward I once was. I'm definitely gonna like hold up, like hold my end of the bargain, and mm. be like, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm never gonna give him up.' And then he would have died in that way. I'll give you my reason why he was gonna die. Because this is what Abraham said to him when he left. It's like, you find your own way back. And the thing is, Abraham knows how to get back. He probably doesn't know how to go, how to get there. So if he, if they, they were asking him the question, take us to Alexandria, and he has no idea how to get there, he's going to die. Mm. There's no, he's useless to them. Well, to an extent, he could have made him bullets. <laughs> well, I mean, not anymore. No. But it, I, I thought it was cool that I did it. From the beginning, I predicted that, um, that Denise was going to die. Mainly because... They had a lot of focus and, and emphasis on her character and developing her character, but they did it so fast that I was like, okay, they're ending it. Like, there's no way she's gonna survive this whole episode. And I, I was calling it out when we were when we were uh, watching it when she was having her speech. I was like, anybody else ready for the uh, ankle biting zombie? I mean, I was wrong the way she died, mm-hmm. but I totally thought something was gonna happen like from the back because she was having such a good speech that it had to end tragically. And yeah, dude, it did. And I liked, and it, to me, it was so much more brutal to have her keep talking. After the fact, yeah. Yeah, and not, like, he's, it's one of those things, like, she wasn't completely aware of what was happening. It's just, she just died. And that's the end, you know, for that character in that world. And I don't like that they didn't show how Tara felt about it. Which is kind of like, oh, well, we already buried her and she's gone. 
Carol's leaving, by the way. It's like, okay, well, how to, how about her closest, you know, partner in the show? They're going to show how she feels about this situation. The, the, how come Tara wasn't like, no, don't go, you know? just It was kind of weird to me. Well, in the last episode, they said that the groups were, were, some people were leaving, and Tara's supposed to be gone for two weeks. Oh, okay. So she was probably already gone when this happened. Well. That's what I'm assuming, but there was like an RV that, that came that up. came up, so I'm assuming that's them. I thought that was Rick's group, but no, Rick's group's already there because Carol was already oh, there. Yeah. yeah. So. One one thing I did want to say, um, and like we're gonna like talk about the end of the episode where Carol starts, or Carol leaves a letter in her narration of like her reasoning be her reasoning, you know, for leaving, and I thought it was, I thought it was really cool that, you know, this character has essentially done everything she can for the group. And now she's like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Like, I literally can't be this person anymore. And I can't be there for you. Like staying. And one of the greatest things that she brought up was staying means that I'll have to kill again for you. Mm-hmm. And and that, you know, what building something means is that you build something for someone else to try to take. Because what it's inside is so much, like so appealing to everyone else. And I think that's foreshadowing. And that there's going to be a downfall. Yeah. That, you know, it's her foreshadowing. And it's also a way of moving, you know, the group and moving the characters out of Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Because let's face it, you have to get them out of there for the show to continue to be interesting. And while it, while this season has been great, I mean, they've definitely run their course with everything they can do there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's basically just a home base of like for people to get raided because that's all that's been happening is, uh, OK, Raiders came in. OK, a horde came in. Okay, we left, and there's a potential that Raiders are going to come back. So yeah, that that town's already ran its course. And uh, I mean, it's nice to think that they they think they're safe, but uh, everyone's got got their own thing. Now, do you think uh, Carol will leave alone, or she'll think, you think someone will go with her? No, no, I think Carol's leaving alone, but she's going to come back. There's, you can't just make a main character like that disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's been such a great character throughout the whole time. Yes, and she, I don't like the way she's changing. It's kind of annoying me. But I, I liked I liked how she progressed into someone that had to take the initiative and be the be the man of the group. I was just about to say that too. Yeah, she, I like that, but I'm not liking the enlightened version of her now. Which you see the Morgan version. Yeah, her Morgan version because you can see that she has her morals are coming back essentially, and morality when it comes to this type of environment it really is thrown out the window and okay so at the end of the episode oh we all we saw was morgan staring at you know where uh, carol's house was and then you just hear the the swing creaking what'd you guys think that meant nothing i just think he was just staring at there remembering i don't think the the creaking meant anything or it could just be the sound she would make when she was on there but i don't think it had any major significance um nothing really no they really didn't pander as to like other things that have happened because for me the whole thing is like she would she would constantly be there and and she would swing and she would she would swing on that to make a decision and you know she would swing uh, swing on it and think and make a decision and essentially I think that there's a decision Morgan is is trying to make and I feel like that was referenced to his decision and what his decision will be because I think that he is building a prison or the Joseph for a reason but he doesn't know what that reason is yet, but he's sort of formulating an idea at the moment. Mm-hmm. So that's why 
um, that sound and what it meant for Carol could mean something very similar for Morgan. So that's what I took from that. I just hope Morgan dies. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I mean, he's dead in the comic, so just waiting. He's a moral center. But he dies there in the herd, I think. The gooey, gooey moral center. I don't know when he might actually die, but he he's got he's gonna have to die eventually. Like we're gonna need a whole new cast of people in about a year because these characters are all like almost fully developed. You can't you know kill off Michonne, Rick, or Carl, but everybody else is kind of disposable. And um, I don't know. I just I'm ready to see a new group of people come in. Like I, I was kind of disappointed that they killed off Denise so quick because they were starting to give her some you know. Camera time in the last few episodes, mm-hmm. and now she's gone. And then Eugene, it's like I, I knew he wasn't gonna die. I was, I was in between the two. I was like, okay, either Eugene's gonna die or Denise is gonna die. But I didn't feel like Eugene was gonna die. I knew he was gonna get injured during the whole firefight. But um, we already knew they had antibiotics, so that was the thing. We were like, okay, he's gonna get carried off in the antibiotics. By the way, he bit some dude's dick off, dude. Like that's how that's how they got away. Yeah, he manned up right there. Yeah. Definitely, that, that guy's got scar in his face and no dick. So I mean, it's <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just. I think it's funny that those guys still got away. Like you guys had all that time. Like, uh, what's his name? Um, I can't remember his name. The redhead, Abraham. Abraham. Okay. Abraham was shooting him from behind, and he still couldn't take out the guys that ran his direction. It's like, dang, dude, take out the the actual threat. Everybody else, I mean, they were a threat, but they're not the ones coming back for you. Mm-hmm. Take out the guy that came back and missed Daryl and killed the wrong girl. Got too much kick. Yeah. Well, at least Daryl got his crossbow back, which I think is something we mentioned at the which beginning of the episode. Christian, no, Christian yeah. mentioned that. He's like, imagine if he, uh, he runs into his crossbow on, on the, the train track. <laughs> yeah, it was something along those lines. <laughs> and look at that. It ended up happening. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really cool. I'm like, well, wouldn't you know it? <laughs> it sucks, too, because you can't really get rid of a signature item of a character. Mm. That's why I didn't realize, too, that you got his bike back too. If you think oh about yeah, it. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Old Daryl's back. It's like holy crap! You know what's funny? I didn't think about it right now, but you you got to definitely see the progression of um, the character of Denise. Don't uh, literally when she opens that door and takes out the zombie, and then she's like, "I finally did it. I finally quote unquote manned up and did uh, build that courage to be able to take something out." And then that's where you knew she was gonna die because she she essentially came full circle. Like, all right, cool. Well, there you go. You you went to your house. You gave up your, or not your house, but you went someplace and remembered your family and all the good stuff and then killed the uh. zombie for the first time without, you know, having to do it. Got your soda that you wanted. Died. And then an arrow through the head. Uh. No, it was definitely, it was it was definitely a big surprise. And yeah, it, it was built up to, to that was going to happen. But um, I didn't think it was going to happen in that particular manner. No, I didn't expect the arrow. I, like I said, yeah, I expected the zombie to take her out. I was expecting the um, the other group to come back that quick. Yeah, I just thought it was going to be like an episode or two without him, and then the last two episodes be like the the reveal of what Negan is if Negan isn't just a person. We got about two more episodes, so we'll definitely be able to see where that goes. Well, I hope next week isn't slow. Yeah, same here. Because if if they do that, I'm probably not going to be that happy. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Walking with the Dead. If you want to find out more of our podcast, you can head on over to filmbook.com. That's film-book.com. And either search for Stephen Bueno or Walking with the Dead. And if you want to check out some of the stuff we do outside of these podcasts, you can go ahead and find us at youtube.com slash League of Gents. That's 
L-E-A-G-U-E-O-F-G-E-N-T-S. Or you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash League of Ordinary Gents. That's G-E-N-T-S. If you listen to this podcast on iTunes or any other podcast services, go ahead and rate and review this episode. If you listen to this podcast on YouTube, go ahead and hit that thumbs up video and leave a comment in the comment section. We definitely want to hear from you guys.